This is Arriving, where we get present, talk taboos, and explore the spectrums of life. Thank you for being with us. I am Scott Martell Smith. My guest today is Scott Seymour. Hello. He is a mindset relations and communications coach, as well as a good friend and brother, and someone committed to making changes here on Earth. Absolutely. So, Scott, <laughs> thank you for arriving. Thank you. Thank you for having me have a place to land and arrive to. It is my my honor. Um, like to check in with a couple questions, please. For that. I love it. All right, so we'll start. Nice classic check-in. Uh, what do you need to share to be more fully here? What do I need to share to be more fully here? I would say more of my authentic self, without the filter of what I feel society might have been projected upon me or. Or, uh, or ways in which I've been withholding to, to accustomed to relationships or accustomed to the ways that uh, our society kind of guides us to be. Mm. Okay, that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big one. Is there anything, any way that's presenting itself like recently that's making that uh, kind of more more top of mind? That's making what more top of mind? The way basically the way of being and how not needing to be the the way you might have been been taught and been told um i think it's just interesting uh i was working with one of my coaches recently and we were doing a primal scream and i was just doing it on the dock right in front of my house in my apartment uh living on ladybird lake and i was about to scream and i couldn't just scream for freely mm. i was like there's a person right there and i'm gonna scare that person mm. and the person over there it's gonna affect them yeah. and as opposed to just letting my energy be there yeah and letting the energy be respected mm. um and let it affect others and let them absorb and let them respect where i am yeah i was like oh how's this gonna affect other people and mm. and we have all these mental barriers of we have these impulses, these natural impulses. Mm -hmm. We also have impulses that have been given to us that probably are voices of our parents or someone else. But we have these impulses to actually like follow through with these actions. And this is how we, you know, start to define our character. So, yeah. Yeah. That's something, you, the part you said there about, I can't remember exactly what you said it, but it's like limiting or kind of holding on and not, uh, to ourselves and you know, not like just letting it, letting it out. Yeah. And Oh, it was, that's what it was the part about affecting others, right? Cause you, you were aware that you're, you're going to scream. It's going to affect somebody else. Like they're going to hear you and they're maybe, and you don't want your, your expression to activate someone else's trauma. But at the same time, if they are triggered, it's a gift to them. So are you withholding a gift from them at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. That, cause that, that's definitely a part something that I am aware of in environments. So, like I, since I'm, I'm tall, I'm big, I take up space. Like you I, are tall. I, I, I'm. Seen. You are a you are a, a tall, 
gorgeous man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes, sometimes I feel like if I'm like expressing myself and like taking up space and whatnot, that I'm I'm limiting potentially mm. other people or affecting them in, in some ways like that. And, and more I've been kind of doing it, the more I, I see that like that's not you know entirely true. Uh, and if it is, it's not possible. Then someone does feel uh, kind of limited by my expression, then maybe they'd be triggered and then that's a whole So you're withholding process. your fullest expression because of how it might affect others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're limiting your awesomeness because of how others might feel. I think so. Right. Yeah. How is that fair for the person who needs to see it the most mm-hmm. who's further away? Yeah. How are you gonna let like assholes like just stop you from shining so bright that someone who actually needs to see your lighthouse shining? <laughs> oh, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's okay. I don't know, but I love it. I think it's Carrie's audiobook. <laughs> Carrie and her audiobook. Her silly audiobook. That's so funny. It whatever that triggered. Uh, <laughs> I don't even say the name so it doesn't happen again. It's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, fear of judgment, all those fears. Um, yeah, and then it's like what the what the voices that we hear are. Okay, is it coming up because it is my soul's truth? Mm-hmm. Is it coming up because it's part of my dharma? Is it coming up because it's part of my gifts? Or is it coming up because it's something that's been conditioned within me? from my upbringing and that's coming to the surface and I'm I think it's my voice but it's actually someone else's and like actually identifying what is your truth and then how can you authentically bring that to the table and Mm -hmm. I think if anything less than that is in a way self-abuse yeah 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 so well I mean this this is a big part of it for me like this is the start you know, podcast, putting something out there. Absolutely. Kind of taking up space, especially in the digital realm. Because that, that's one of the spaces where I feel like I I shy away from is, is the, the digital world and the digital realm and taking up space mm-hmm. there and kind of put, putting my voice out out into that. And so uh, this is <laughs> part of that process of, of me taking up the space. I am honored to be here and I'm, I'm honored to, to be a part of that process. Beautiful. Yes, sir. Okay. The final couple checking questions. Hmm. Where are we? Where are we? Yeah. Because that could be answered a lot of ways. Yes, it can. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Um, where are we? Uh, I would say that we are at a beautiful pivoting point in our lives. Mm. Um, I would say that we are at a place of self actualization um of intention of of growth of wanting to bring love and respect back to like the stern hold of the decisions that we make Mm. um i think that we're where we are is we're in a generation and a in a group of conscious men who are looking to redefine what masculinity is and and really bring grace 
back to it and bring fortitude and bring temperance and you know not just have courage but have courage in the strength of adversity and then bring that with a reverence of the seven generations before us and the seven generations after us and and really not just doing something for our generation and what we can get but it's Mm -hmm. not just for our kids but we're really thinking what are our visions and what are our missions that are seven generations in the future that are not Mm -hmm. achievable in our lifetime Mm -hmm. that are like missions of redefining the way people think about trauma the way that people process their emotions the way that people don't identify with their feelings or Mm. their thoughts or that they can be the observer that the consciousness underneath it that that they're not these things but that they can feel them and understand them and start to let those things be educated and they can see that life is happening for them and it's not happening to them Mm. and they can see it as the gift versus being the victim like really turn into the creator yeah so I don't know. I just kind of <laughs> perfect. No, that, yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's. These are open questions for a reason. I love it. Yeah. How did we get here? Well, I mean, like, I drove to your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, to to dog ear that last question, I mean, we are in Austin mm-hmm. right now. Um. But how how did we get here? Uh, I think the answer to that is is through like we all have the same starting point and we all have the same ending point mm. and then it's the paths that we carve along the way and the closer that we stick to our dharma i think that the faster we ascend um so where where are we i think that we're in a beautiful transition of raising our consciousness and thus the consciousness of the planet mm. yeah all right yeah there uh, you already you basically already answered the, the the third part of this question, which is what are we here for? Yeah, I would say that's yeah. So to to raise our consciousness and thus the consciousness of the planet. Yeah. Um, to experience I, it all along the way. And experience it all along the way. I. Um, a very wise gentleman once told me that. Uh, at the end of this lifetime, it's not the things that you haven't done that you're not going to regret. It's the people that you haven't served. Mm. And I think that there's, you, you start living your life a certain duration, even in your twenties. Uh, some people get to it earlier. God bless them if they do, mm-hmm. but there's, there's an awakening that your spirit has. It's like, Holy shit. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm. I'm in this skin and dirt suit in this earth school. How the fuck am I actually doing this to actually improve myself? If, if this energy that I'm getting to use inside this vessel gets to play at this time. And I mean, I believe in reincarnation. I think like after this goes, we're going to be recycled right back through. And it's like, Mm. if you're playing this part and you're getting to do these with these soul brothers and sisters, like I truly believe like you and I have chilled in a previous life and we've Mm. probably been like soldiers or brothers or like, like done this shit before. And there's a reason we have like soul family that we run and and do this with. So Mm. it's, a question can only be answered by a consciousness greater than which it was asked. Mm. So what do we do to raise our consciousness? We ask better questions. Mm. Our consciousness constantly goes. So it's a matter of asking ourselves better questions constantly just to not to ascend above anyone else, but just to 
get more to the euphoric aspect of the source of love in which we come from. Mm. And then the more narrow-minded and greedy and selfish, then it gets a lot more down and shallow. So it's just a matter of raising the consciousness and then bringing that aspect of understanding and love to everyone else, which basically transcends our thought process anyways in the ways our body functions. It's the way that our mind functions. It's like across the board. It creates a planet that's at a greater state of homeostasis. Yeah. 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 It's it's been interesting recently for me. I keep having these little moments of like, oh, I'm I'm I guess it's like I'm still here. Like I like I'm still on like I'm still on Earth. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like as I I mean I get older I'm because I'm, you know, 28. I can't remember if I was 28 or 29. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, like, oh, this is still happening. Okay. And for me, because I was so checked out and, like, depressed and just, like, I was re like, expecting at some point it was all just going to end. Oh, yeah. I totally thought I was going to die at a young age. Yeah. You too? Yeah. 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 So it was, like, 24. It was, like, the, I think that was the 23, 24. I think it was, like, the, the worst. I was like, I don't. You know, I don't think I'm going to get to 25. Like, I don't know if it's going to be me. I don't know if it's going to be something else. Like, this doesn't seem like it's going on all that long. I just remember when I was like 12, I fell off of a cliff of some kind of, and something and I fell and I landed and I was like, I, I survived? Like, I guess I'm not going to be here very long. <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> Damn. But, hey, still here. Yeah. And so, yeah, and like being kind of on the other side of that, I was like, oh, like this keeps going. And, um, and basically it doesn't end. That, like that's the other thing as well and it's kind of what i what i think or what i believe is like just like it doesn't end like there there isn't endedness and i just was one thing i keep searching for in some ways is endedness like kind of being, is an being end? done yeah is it is like an end mm -hmm. and just like a, a solution a final answer like a nice neat tidy what bow. kind of answer are you looking for that's a good question. Like what's, the, what's the question then? See, so, yeah, exactly. Like, um, if you're looking for an answer, you have to know what the answer is. I think, or what the question is. It's either why or what is happening. You know, um, why what? Like, you know, why did why does every why does why do things exist? Hmm. Why do I exist? Of course, like the planet, or just you in general. You know, it, at all different layers, right? So I've definitely asked that yeah, at layer of myself. Like, oh, like, why do I exist? Like, what's my... And you can get there into, like, a spiritual side of, like, oh, what, like, what's my purpose? Right. right? Like, is, is is there a mission that I'm here to have? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. It, it feels... Um, what's the un do, you have a, do you have a fingerprint? Is it like everyone else's? No. There's a reason why you're here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a matter of how well you tune into your gifts. Right. Everyone has gifts. Yeah. Everyone has gifts. It's a matter of how much we tune into them. And the gifts just point us towards our dharma. Mm -hmm. They point us to towards our the underbelly of our soul's fingerprint. Like, there's a reason that we're here. Mm -hmm. Each of us. And I love, there was a quote from Gandhi. It says that, um, <laughs> it said that, everyone's life is so completely insignificant and it's so important that we all do everything that we're doing because no one else can. Mm. And, and I really believe like we're part, I believe we're part of mother, like we're what they say, mother earth. I think we're part of earth. 
Mm. I think we as souls are literally part of the bacteria that's a part of this planet. Mm. And we might be little organisms that are feeding off the crust and like recycling off of this shit, but we're part of it. Mm. Like that's why when we sit in meditation and we really zone in, we're tuning into the vibration of the planet. Why, why when you take ayahuasca or something, do you actually, because you're tuning into your greater frequencies to tune into the frequencies of the planet. It's a matter of getting silent with yourself, letting your mind shut down so you can really tune into everything else. Mm. Yeah. So when you tune into it, what are, what are we tuning into? The vibration of the planet, the vibration of life. I, it's interesting. I actually, after a, uh, uh, a DMT experience. Um, one of the the shamans that was working with was saying, "Look at the sun," and when I did, it literally it shot me up to the sun, and mm. it was it makes sense to me. Right. It was like all energy comes from the sun. Mm. Like if we eat an animal, that animal ate a plant. So either right. we eat the plant or we eat the animal. We take energy from the sun, we absorb it, and that's how we live. Mm. All energy comes from the sun. All plants live because of the sun. And I think that that's where we come from. Mm. I think that because I saw everything from above, and it was just like all the pain, all of every second. It was all beautiful. Mm. It was all of it. Right. All of it was gorgeous. But I think that's where we come from. I think that's where source mm. is. So source is at the sun, or source is the sun? or I don't know if it's a portal. Okay. Um, of any kind or like a wormhole to other planets and other suns and other places but I really do believe that our source of energy comes from the sun hmm. yeah I mean it's a hypothesis like so, you know scientifically uh, a lot of that would be very true you yeah. know um, of, like, like you said the food that we eat has to have requires sunlight you know so, so in the in just life on earth requires sunlight right and you know it's it's interesting i've one of my questions has been like where i guess more internally like where does energy arise like where does it come from like like in the body and because so so in that like the sun is we, like like we are energy right so like where is it like where does like energy enter the body or where does it Get, get magnified so if you think of like the sun is almost like a fixed point um and a lot of this i think about as well just because of the the way i look at movement and repatterning movement and i'm like okay where's the origin of a movement what is the thing driving everything else inside the body like where is there a fixed point that the body is operating around and at times yes and it changes so this is kind of a new thought that I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of rolling out. Well, yeah, it's your thought processes, your synapse of your brain, because that's going to be the origin point of the thought that's going to be the like the 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 impulse for any movement to begin with, right? Potentially, yeah, because and some, then you get into like reflexes, different things like that. That that's I think this is the first time I tried to. And then you're dealing with the spirit's attachment to the body and the soul inside the body mm -hmm. and its integration with the sensations as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've heard something about like a Dantian point. Have you heard about that? Mm -mm. 
it, I think it's like a like a Chinese medicine thing. I don't remember exactly where it is, but I, I think that's what I've heard. Like where you collect energy, or I don't know. I'm pretty uneducated on that, but I've I've heard it, and this is just a reminder of myself to. I wonder if it's like your umbilical I, point. I, I think it's somewhere in that area. Yeah, that would make uh, sense. But, uh, but yeah. Well, this is, uh, I mean, even the, the things we're talking about, this is exactly why I wanted to <laughs> have, yeah. have a podcast. Like, because these, these are questions that. Because then it's energy and power. Because then you're thinking about which is energy and which is power. And the thing is, we are, it's not like we are, we, we are made of energy, but we are energy and we are power. And it's not like we have to gain power. Mm-hmm. The more awareness we get, the more power we command. The, the wider the aperture, the more control you have, the more responsibility you have, the more power you have. So mm-hmm. the more awareness, the more present, the more present we are, the more aware we are, the more power we command for ourselves. So it's a matter of how present can we be, how much can we command ourselves, how much can we not be controlled by impulses, but rather like God exists in the space between the stimulus and the response. So in that gap, in there, where can you find the wisdom that that is the graceful response of the fully integrated man versus mm-hmm. the boy mentality of yesteryears of, of guys who are just doing shit for themselves. Like boys, in my opinion, the definition of a boy is, doesn't make a difference for age. It's someone who just thinks about themselves mm-hmm. and a man takes, thinks other people into consideration and works with those. Um, and it's, it's like, how can you be as much of a graceful man Mm. and and not activate from a needy competitive boy mentality because today modern day men to begin with are battling against men as it is like i get the me too movement i get racial suppression and and supporting its rise like not the rise of the suppression but the rise of of the freedom and equality and at the same time men mm-hmm. conscious men are having to battle against the men who are leading even the country in other places because mm. it's typically done from a, a boy mentality. It's mm. not from the healthy masculine. For sure. It's from someone who says, I need to be better than you or I need to be better than you. And it's it's me versus you versus we all can fucking win if we all just work together. Mm. It's faster alone, further together. Yeah. Or as like Garen says, it's fasters that grow together, grow much faster and stronger together. So fasters that grow together? Flowers. Oh, flowers. Flowers. Okay. Flowers, flowers that, that grow. grow together grow much faster and stronger together. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is making me think kind of like, I think I might have read it through Robert Bly. Yeah. But about a lot, a lot of our leaders are just uninitiated men. You know, so like, and maybe that's kind of a way you could, you know. You're talking about Iron John? Yeah, so that yeah. book's actually sitting right here. Um, so I, I, some of that I can't remember what I read from his book or what I've listened to from him, you know, just kind of his material blends together. Um, but yeah, uninitiated men would, I think by, by the definition you're talking about would be boys. Mm-hmm. Right. And a question I definitely have thought and had been seeking and was like, what is the initiation, especially in modern society? And that's what's so sad is that it's been lost. Yeah. It's almost like, how to be a gentleman has been lost to a lot of, to a big degree. So these right. initiations 
are such powerful things and what were what were had in native tribes what were had in certain undomesticated places and in the domestication we've lost a lot of rituals Mm -hmm. that i mean you look at it and where are the few places that it still exists like the skull and bones club (laughs) right but it's still fucking dope as opposed to like fraternities like where can there be Mm -hmm. an honorary place where we start incorporating rituals of paying respect to the land that we're standing on and the people who came before us Mm -hmm. and to the animals and to mother nature and Mm -hmm to God or if you can't get on board with that then source or universe or your spirit guides or your spirit animals or across the board like how can you worship without having to make it making it spiritual it doesn't have to be religious but how can you just have gratitude how can you pour out this immense amount of spiritual light to like really magnify who the fuck you are because that's where your authenticity comes out it's when you're wearing your favorite you know, jeans with your favorite band on your shirt and your Mm. lunchbox with your favorite little cartoon on it, like when you're sporting your shit, like when you know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned in there, like, fraternities. Do you Have I told you much about, like, my fraternity experience and whatnot? No. Yeah, so that's what I, um, is we were were chatting before we we started, uh, talking about about a move, you know, from Austin and um, letter, I've written a letter to the city of Austin because I lived here for, four years when I was in college. I went to school at the University of Texas. Okay. Then I moved back down in 2020, so I've been here for uh, two years nice. since then. So, um, But whenever I was in school, I was in a fraternity. And so I, got, I, I pledged a fraternity and, um, you know, was hazed for sure. And that's what really led to my deep depression because I, I just checked out. I just acted like it wasn't happening. And mm-hmm. it made me like really d- distrusting the groups of men. And that's one of the big reasons I got into men's work and, you know, able to meet, you know, men like you at right. Empowered Brotherhood things, at Sacred Sons things, uh, is because of in like this fraternal, supposed to be fraternal, brotherly environment. It was, I mean, to me, so toxic and so, you know, full, full of boys and, and uninitiated men. And it's like meant to be an initiation. And right. that's what they felt like with, was the right thing to do. That's what they've been taught. Exactly. Because that was the people who before them taught. So this is just, this is breaking the system. This is breaking the wheel and bringing in the right initiation. Mm-hmm. It's a judgment. It's a judgment. A healthier initiation. A less right. traumatic initiation. I think there could mm-hmm. definitely be one that's like dramatic, but you know, positively yeah. dramatic. Because... Uh, you know, there, 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 are tra- there are traumatic things that are negative and there are traumatic things that are very positive. Yeah. You know, and, and I think I think that's the goal of initiation is like a positively traumatic event to then prepare you for the kind of next chapter or next step. Um, it can bring you into the this world more, especially from a, like a boy to a man, right? Like there's like, hey, this this, this shift has happened. The shift has occurred. Yeah. Um, you know, it's time for you to be more responsible for yourself. It's time for you to think, you know, to take care of yourself so that way then you can take care of others and, and just, you know, kind of ex- ex- expand out from there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the whole initiation process process and how we also, we need the elders. We need the initiated men, the mm-hmm. older men. We need to be able to see them and find them because they 
I would say are, would be the ones who would be able to successfully, again, kind of a judgment, initiate men or boys into men instead of having boys initiate <laughs> boys mm-hmm. into men. Right? If you're a year older, if you're three years older in college, you know, no older than 22, you know, sure, you can you can say you're, you're a man, but right. um, I just think it's not, not to the degree, especially not to the, the mature developed, you know, integrated male. I, I just don't really think those exist, right. <laughs> you know, at, at that age. And it's like where... <laughs> and we'll call the ceremony Boys to Men and we'll play Motown Philly while everyone's there. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And, and so that's been one of my big things. Cause, and so then after, um, for me, like once I started reading some of the stuff like Robert Bly's um, like work and I can't remember what other, what other books I've been reading about initiation that I was just like, okay, where's my initiation? I, I got a, an initiation and it like hurt me a lot. And it like sent me on this whole new path and redirected me, which now I'm like, <laughs> you know, being on the other side of it, it's like, Oh, fantastic, man. I learned so much. And it guided you into the right place. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, why did I, you know, Again, I can start going into why did it hurt so much? Why did it require so much pain? And all these different things. Um, but in general, then I, be, I started searching, okay, where is this initiation? Because, you know, I read about the, the, the tribes who would have this at age 15. And then they'd have the boy go out in the jungle for seven days by himself. Right. And, you know, whatever their specific way of doing it was. Right. Part of me was like, okay, I feel like I need something like that. Yeah. You know, where do I get it? Um, and in some ways, for me, I think it turned out to be my, like my knee injury, my meniscus tear, because that, that's been like a, a two year process. I mean, it's it's I'm good, I'm healed, but like, then I had to go like search and find, like, what I needed, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, it's it's on me now, to go figure out. How I'm going to be able to live a life I want to live, be able to, be active, gotcha. for the rest of my life. So, that's also. To me, this whole this whole chapter in Austin of like the first one, this initiation, like I, I call it a, like a botched initiation, coming back for like okay, let me let me do it for real this time. Do over. I get a mulligan. I'm gonna do this one again. I'm gonna do this one again. For sure. It's after college. I was like, because I hated my college experience because I got there and immediately was traumatized so much. I was so not present. Right. That. In all my whole life growing up was like college, 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 go to college. I took classes in elementary school to take better classes in middle school. So I take better classes in high school. So I get into a good college. Like, and I literally didn't think co- there was life after college. I don't, I literally don't remember planning anything yeah. after college. So that, that's for me, I know it's different for a lot of people. Um, and so then I had a shitty college experience and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I really want to go back and do it again. Like, okay, let me go get a, let me, let me get an MBA. Let me go get another college degree. Let me, let me try again. Let me have, have that do over. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think it was you know the do over that I needed or wanted or ended up having right. was coming to Austin. So it was it was less the university school, you know, college do over, but city uh, do over in the city, and then also learning because the, the past few years because I've just dove in all you know all the way to functional patterns and, and learning all that. Like that's been my schooling and my education. And then as, as well like diving into learning about all the different aspects of myself, diving into men's work and just even getting, I mean, just getting started. I feel like I'm just 
you know, just scratching the surface. <laughs> scratching the surface for sure. Um, like, oh, like that's the, the school, the college, whatever that I've that I've gone to mm-hmm. here in Austin, and um, yeah. So, talking you know, talking about fraternities, initiation, stuff like that. It just sends, it like it just like lights me up because then that's when I'm like. I got something to say about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where mine came from. It's like that's where the trauma came that turned into this whole growth process. Yeah. So, in a way, beautiful and thank you for that fraternity. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like I've I've wanted to, and I, it took me a while to like realize it. It's not my responsibility. I wanted to like turn around and go back and like I'm fixing this whole damn thing. Like, mm. no, 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 no. This isn't happening. And there's still going to be part of that, like in my, you know, in my, I want to make changes and I want to. It's a hard system to crack. It's a hard system to crack because it's so institutionalized. For sure. And it, it's because it's not, you know, just at University of Texas. No. It's not just in the, no. it's not just in the Kappa Sigma no. chapter. It's literally across the entire country. It's worldwide. And, it, and Exactly. It's it, worldwide. And so for a while, like, this feels like a you know, giant weight on my back. I got to go change everything. I got to go fix this, da, 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 da. And that was when I, I can't remember when, but I was able to release, oh, that like fixing the whole thing isn't for me. And having, you know, something that, that will make a difference, will make a change and, right. and offering, especially because for me, I definitely want to work with like youth, you know, uh, middle school, high school okay. kids. Um, and, and essentially, and eventually, you know, maybe have some, some offerings, but you know, start to change, give an alternative at the very least. Right. You know, to to some of these systems, things I was part of, and, and a different way of doing things. And I, I think that's a lot of what we're doing here. We like we, we go through something, we learn something, and then we're like, oh, hey, <laughs> there's a better way. Yeah, I learn I learned something. Let me turn around and tell people behind me, the young people, or people next to me, and just wherever, you know, sharing sharing what you learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning some of these tools and learning some of these ways that they can like. Because they're so into the experience, mm-hmm. they're they are these souls that are plugged into these bodies that don't. They just they're just at the controls and they just they're just going through the experience for sure. And the second that they can get a little like mm-hmm. sh- shake them just a second, right? <laughs> Wake the fuck up! <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> like just you know, without beating the shit out of them, right? Just, but still like smacking them upside the head spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, and rattling them and just being like, this is how you can start to become a conscious individual. Mm-hmm. And it it's life fucking defining. And mm-hmm. it's one of the coolest, it's one of the greatest things you get to do with anybody ever. Like to be able to process heavy emotions and then be able to find ways to catch and release them and, mm-hmm. and like really let ourselves shake off what we inherently would cramp up and hold on within us mm-hmm. like it's so awesome yeah to learn how to use this mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's, if you're just listening he's motioning to his, his whole body essentially and are, are you saying this to the body as opposed to just the mind or you talking about just like existence i'm talking about the way that our body keeps the score gotcha like yeah, the body yeah, actually yeah. holds on to all the emotions because like, sure. there's no place where like oh up here in the brain that's where sorrow gets stored mm-hmm. over here's where the depression no that gets stored mm-hmm. in our body like our body keeps the score that's why the dogs shake that's why horses shake because they release the trauma mm-hmm. we just cramp up and we get tense and so we hold on to our trauma so it's stored inside of us it's like 
How can we release? Mm -hmm. How can when we feel this charge of anger or whatever and displacing it on others, how can we in a healthy way say, fuck, this is not mine. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm activated right now. And since my trigger is like a breadcrumb to my soul's liberation and I need to follow that trail, how can I actually like express the feeling underneath the thought Mm -hmm. and give it a, a home, give like, when lightning strikes an airplane, it has to go in one wing and then out the other. Mm-hmm. It's creating a channel so you don't hold on to the charge. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. For it's sure. Like, yeah. Like displace that shit. Don't hold on to that. Yeah. For sure. My, I, that's another thing. I I learned about the body holding on to all this trauma when I was here in Austin the past two years. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing one specific exercise, I found I got to this in range and my body just started like shaking uncontrollably and I realized it was the position that I sat in mm. when I was hazed for a couple months three four times wow. a week and how much like in this position basically like sitting down butt on the ground like legs kind of out in front of me but like rounded down um eyes down because I couldn't look up and make eye contact with everybody just like like in this position and just like getting yelled at and getting screamed at, just like pulling all that in. Wow. And so I, I realized, because based on the exercise I was doing, my legs were forward, and I was getting that same position, but I was like sitting tall. Yeah. And I would kind of get there, and my body was just like, just like a spasm. Wow. And just go crazy. And then like, it took like two, three weeks, and it like dawned on me, like, so why that was happening. Because like, oh, that position in my body is, is traumatized. And yeah. Hurt. And it's muscle memory for sure. It's muscle memory. Yeah. So when you get there, it's like, oh no, we can't, we can't sit up tall. We can't sit up straight. We have to hear. We have to round. We have to like eyes down. Can't look up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, so many different. That's just one of the <laughs> many many things I've Austin learned in this this two year yeah. stint here in Austin. And also, I just like Peter Levine's work is very interesting. And okay. how that, how that, how the, we express our trauma, how it's held, held in our body, how we shake things off, right. how we choose to express things, how we don't express things, the safest ways for us to actually like catch and release things versus hold on to them. It's just for us to actually learn how to do that versus be these receivers without displacing it somewhere is, is pretty empowering. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. So I think it's time to talk about, I mean, not that, some people might consider things we've talked about taboo, mm. but um, nothing should be taboo. That's that's also one of the whole points that I, you know, on this little in the intro it says you know, where we talk taboo, we get present, talk taboo, and things like that. Anal, anal, hundred percent, just from the top. Let's do it. Um, I, yeah, that that's part of the whole point of this is like nothing should be taboo. We should be able to talk about talk about everything. You want to talk about anal? Never had it. Neither have I. Yeah. But my wife. Uh, for a wedding gift, she she said, "Hey, well, guess what you're gonna get? You're gonna get anal, and it hasn't happened. Huh. We've had a three year anniversary, and I still haven't had it. Okay, I mean, not like I'm, I'm, I'm I guess I am complaining, right. but uh, not that I'm complaining, although I am. Um, but yeah, okay, no anal yet. Yeah, although it's like I got it up on, I got the sticker on the board. I'm waiting mm. to cash that, gotcha. get out of jail free card for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, my partner and I, we've talked about it. It's It'll it'll happen. You know, never never done it before. I mean, in some ways, I never saw a reason to, you know. 
but I ha- I have had a finger up my butt in the past. Uh, I've had a finger months, in my butt. So that was that was a new took a lot of relaxing. Yeah. And it was like the first time, so that'll be uh, something I'll, you know continue to explore. But that definitely after that, like then there how was that for you? It's kind of challenging, you know, like just. Sit was there. the finger playing around and doing anything, or is it? Uh, just like slightly, just, you know, just like a, just a little bit. It was, it was very gentle. It was very like, you know, okay, like we're, we're doing this. Yeah. Um. And you know, I've heard about these uh, prostate orgasms. Have you have you heard about prostate? I orgasms? have heard about <laughs> them, and I have not had them yet. Okay. Yeah, me either. I'm excited. Yeah. So, that's something. Just yeah, working towards right. Um, of course, yeah. Goals, goals for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I have to to figure that out. Whatever it whatever happens for you. Yeah. Let me know. I will. I'll do the same thing for you. Of course. So updates. Yeah. Updates, ESPN sure. constant, constant <laughs> updates. Yeah. All right. What's taboo? Um, so we got some different different lists on here, just kind of different different top topics. Uh, I mean, sex is definitely one <sighs> kind of touched in on. So there. good. Yeah. So, I just I just this past weekend I sat for uh, two it was two ceremonies on on Friday night and Saturday night and it was a combination of of a few different things of MDA and, and ketamine and um, and uh, and then mushrooms and, and ayahuasca but mm, the, wow. um, when I'm I'm hypersexual like I am I've always felt like I sh- I should go to like SLA. Um, sex loves anonymous okay uh, and based off of like the 12 step program but for, but for sex addicts and and it was the first time ever that my wife told me the and I get I'm so fucking giddy about it I'm like I'm excited about it but the first time that she's ever told me that she appreciated my horniness mm. and I was like that's I mean it's not like pillow talk or anything but it was really nice to have it be uh appreciated versus mm-hmm. um being annoying as shit yeah 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 cool yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good thing to hear there you go so you got that yeah um so i got that going for me which is nice have you heard or more likely has your girlfriend heard of this woman named kaminami i don't know okay should i know her uh i think so uh she's like a she's a sex coach and all sorts of different things kim anami yeah k-i-m i think her last name is spelled a-n-a-m-i so my girlfriend finished she went through this program like basically just before we started dating a program called the well-fucked woman and then she like as we started dating she like sent me some of her content and just reading some of the stuff from kim um, kind of about how women, you know, like want to be fucked and kind of the, the way they want well, a lot of the language as well is like they want to be penetrated. So yes, physically penetrated, mm-hmm. but then you know, they want, they want a, a penetrative man who's pen, like penetrating the world and you know, make, make, that's like making things happen. And um, basically all of this, me being introduced to it, knowing that my girlfriend had gone through this program it gave me a lot more permission uh, just just knowing that to like do to feel freer basically nice. that's what it was and so um yeah like literally one day we were having sex and i was like 
grunting and angry. And like I, I, I told her like I'm angry. I'm not angry at you. Just like just so during you know. the sex. During sex, yeah. You were angry during sex. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but I was like I was like mad that I hadn't been having sex like that before. You're mad that you hadn't been having the sex like the way that you were having it. Yeah, I was like I didn't know this was possible. Like, okay. Yeah, like a lot of and just even being in like sexually underdeveloped in like the way it was talked about in school and um and like it's just one of the things that's like not talked about mm-hmm. and so and so it's like oh i didn't know what i wasn't doing in some ways <laughs> i didn't know or didn't know what i could do right. what possibilities were out there so kind of being exposed to them um and for me especially from like a, a woman's side of like what they desire like oh well, that like matches up with things that I want to do, but maybe, maybe even I didn't even wasn't consciously aware that I wanted to do those things. Yeah. Or yeah. And, and I was kind of just angry in general, but then the anger then kind of transmuted a little bit into, you should do a whole episode on the things that you learned about sex that you wish you would have been taught before. Okay. That's a lot. I know. Well, that's a great episode then. Things I learned. I know. It sounds really, I would have watched that episode. Sex. I wish I knew before. Yeah, and so I mean, getting into uh, men's work was because of trauma and being hurt, and part of me even like getting more in touch with my sexuality has been part like due to you know sexual trauma, um, basically like the way I lost my virginity, um, and. So like getting in touch with that like sexual power, like sexual energy, and understanding what that means, because right. it, like it's always they're saying something like, "Oh, like, use your you know feeling your cock," or use you know, you know, go go out and fuck the world, and um, just kind of language like that. A lot of times, I'll be like, I don't even know what the, what are you talking about. Like, yeah. like what is, what is that? What does that mean? And then kind of getting into it of starting to at least you know, have an idea like, oh, okay, because it, it's like a it's a feeling, right? It's it's I don't think it's something that can really truly be explained. Right. And so it's one of those things which when I, I know for me, when I started experiencing, experiencing it, I was like, Oh, this is that. If I, so, Oh, I've been told if I keep following this path, you know, kind of get X, Y, Z and can yeah. lead to these different places. And knowing the dialogue too, mm. like knowing the words are keys that unlock our feelings. Mm. So, if someone's trying to empower you and be like, oh, you're cock, blah, then, all right, well, guess what? That's not how you spoke. Mm, right. Okay. You might not have, grab your cock, bro. Well, I don't, what's your relationship with your cock? I, maybe I don't have a relationship with my cock, and then I'm freaking out that I don't have a relationship with my cock, but do mm. I have a relationship with my dick? Fuck yeah, I do. Mm. <laughs> like, I know my fucking dick. Mm. Like, it's, there's a different word that just I that is my dialogue with myself and mm. and until I've assimilated a new word, it's like using the word fire for the first time for someone who's in their forties. Be like, mm. that shit's so fire. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can use that. Cool. All right. Or like a grandparent trying to use sick and be like, that's sick. Like really? Like grow? Like you like you're sick? Like you're like you're you're like yeah, you know you're sick. Yeah. It's just the different ages of the words and like how we actually assimilate and utilize them and then yeah yeah so a lot of a lot of it is about the language and about someone you can understand and now 
with the amount of information that's out there, like you, you can find someone who's speaking your language, oh, yeah. who's speaking to you, who has had probably the same experience as you or something very similar and can understand where you're coming from and has gone through a transformation and, you know, kind of what it's taken them. Yeah. And then kind of, again, turn around and show you, show you a little bit of the map. Uh, and that's one of the, I think the beautiful things, you know, today is like, hey, you can learn from someone who you, you like you resonate with. You don't have to. It's not just the, you know. There's uh, not just one flavor of ice cream. No. Yeah. There's so many out there. And it's, Taste and it's, the rainbow. And it's crazy. And so, yeah, this is really exciting. Like, that's one of the, the beautiful beautiful things about the internet now. Like, you can just access to, you know, so many different perspectives, so many different ways and find something that, yeah. that works for you. Yeah, we live, we definitely live in the information age. Uh, it's, we're, we're drowning in mm, information, but we're, sure. we're starving for wisdom mm. because we just have all this abundance of data, but we just need it digested and had it be able to be processed and utilized so we can be the best versions of ourselves. For sure. I think and that's what I've noticed in like the information economy it's the people who can package it and like, it's like, okay, here, there's all this, all this stuff out there. Yeah. Here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to do. Like, okay, you can, you can go find out, you know, you can go do all your research you can go figure it out yourself. Right. Or you listen to me, I'll tell you what to do. We're going to, we're going to take care of it. Right. Right. You know? And so, um, I mean, in any sort of coaching, you know, it's, it's like that. And I know for myself, sometimes I'm, I'm hesitant because I'm like, oh, like I, I'm smart. I can figure it out. And it's like, okay, sure, go ahead and spend however many hours it was or work with somebody who's, uh, you know. Well, they, you, can, you can't, you are smart and you can figure it out and you don't need someone else to do this. But at the same time, if someone has spent 15 years doing that, time travel is a great thing because they can compress <laughs> that 15 years, give you the formula. Mm-hmm. It's a recipe and a syntax of how they actually got it articulated. And mm-hmm. then you can respectfully use that formula to give yourself a fast track versus finding your own way trust me i love the school of hard knocks i learned the best from the school of hard knocks but if i can actually say who's done this and who's done this better for 15 20 some odd years Mm -hmm. i want to i want to suck from that tit i want that i want that i want the milk from that udder Mm -hmm. and i want the nutrients so that i can really utilize that and proximity is power so we are a combination of the five people we hang out with the most so Mm -hmm. actually utilizing that say who's your team like who is your team Mm -hmm. who who are the people that you are working with presently who are the people that you want to be like Mm -hmm. and work with and then pay because because i work with three guys Mm -hmm. on a panel right and then those guys work with me and then there's four other people and i pay for each of their presence Mm -hmm. because i up my own standard because i know that they work harder than I do. Mm. And so me being around them will make me work harder. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's low battery. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, cause you can find the way to get what you want now, basically, yeah. you know, and it, and it can be in a relationship, uh, with sex. It can be a relationship with communication. It can be with friendship. It can be, with healing, it can be with starting a business. It can be with learning a skill. You know, like yeah, it's all out there, and the whole, like the whole world's your oyster, um, and it's a lot easier to not go out at it alone. You go at it with a guide, 
yeah. someone who's, who's been there, who knows the way and can, can help you out for sure. Absolutely. So basically work with Scott. <laughs> That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Well, a coach, I mean, who, no one needs a coach. Tom Brady doesn't need a coach, but he right. has a fucking coach because right. he wants to be better. Yeah. If you want to be better at something, you get a coach, you work harder at it. Tennis players, they have tennis coaches. They don't, the coaches don't go in the match and play for them. Right. But they sure. definitely help them work harder to make sure that they hold themselves more accountable so that they can be better. 100%. That's just the same thing for life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So still work with Scott. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yes, work with me. Um, all right. Final question. What message do you want to share with people? The message that I care the most about sharing with with people is is that you are not your pain. Mm. You are not your thoughts. You are the existence and the unborn and the undying spirit that's underneath this vessel. And you have the ability to observe and feel and learn and be appreciative and grateful for everything that's going on in your life. And that this is truly a gift if you choose to look at it as such. Beautiful. All right. Oh. <laughs> In, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's great. Thanks. Appreciate it. In parting, this is Scott Martell Smith and Scott Seymour. And Scott Seymour. If you'd like to find me, you can find me on Instagram at journey of man, journey underscore of underscore man. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that is it for today. Again, Scott, thank you for arriving. Gracias, sir. I appreciate you.